Aspas Giant, episode 31. We're here. We are in the 30s. We are here back. It's Thursday. <laughs> Been thinking about you all week, Logan. All right. <laughs> Finally, we're here. <laughs> And I also been thinking all week about Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, the new movie? Yeah. All right. On. Have you seen the, the trailer? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, he's back. Who? Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Arnold. Um, he's back. Arnold. Um, they, sh they should have called it Dark Backness. No, back in dark. Backness. Back in dark. This is back super dark. <laughs> yes. It was just called Terminator Arnold. No. So that's pretty much it. On social media. Terminator Return of the Dark Fate. I don't know. It's two hours, 40 minutes. It has 60% Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. And then uh, 4.5 out of 10 by oh. IMDP. But it's not even out yet, right? It's showing first oh. showtime is on Halloween. <laughs> I love this stuff. How am I gonna go there on Halloween? Not even yeah, but I mean it's not even how yeah, people are giving it a rating. Or... Yeah, that's the same thing with video games too. You can actually put a review in there before this out. That's true. When you pre order a game online? Yeah, I guess so. The amazingness of the interwebs. Now look at this here. We got a beautiful graph on Twitter. Now that's a graph. The Display? Graphic display? GIF? <laughs> yeah. So this is the test of the Crew Dragon's upgraded launch escape system. Oh. On the side, it actually can disconnect from the rocket and shoot, propel itself in advance oh. if there's a male functioning yeah. with the boosters. So they keep testing it because the manned fl test flight should yeah. happening be like soon. Oh, shortly here. Okay. Yeah. I got you. But before we get there, we're going to probably drive around with the Tesla pickup truck. <laughs> That's out temporarily. Yeah. Well, the reveal, Elon is back. <laughs> That's right. He, he had to <laughs> shut down for a little bit. Yeah, he tweeted that he's going to be offline for a bit. And then you said, uh, what did he say? He had to restart his mainframe. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> um, big update, boys. Yeah. Big update. Big update. <laughs> he had to be updated, yeah. Yeah, probably new OS in there. Yeah. So he's back, and Tesla is reporting profit for quarter three. Wow. Yes. And where did I write this down? I wrote this down on my phone because I'm so engulfed in multi. Did you, have you invested or what? I should have. The stock went up 17%. Oh, that's okay. It's not much. That's a huge jump. So they're reporting profit for quarter three. Cash balance is now about five point three billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Model wise coming out next summer. Pickup truck reveal next month, and then Shanghai the Giga Factories. Giga Factories. That's what they call them. They are ahead of schedule for Model Three and Model Y production. Oh nice! Now, if you actually produce in China and sell the cars there, you don't have to pay anymore the equivalent equivalent for chicken tax. Chicken tax. Do you know what the chicken tax is on no pickup trucks? No. Like, if you are a European automaker and you yeah. sell pickup trucks in North America, you have to pay chicken tax on it. 
This is a thing. This is based on... Oh, it weighs in chickens? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right! Wow, <laughs> Logan. Chickens is this way. Yeah, no, this was way back when there were trade wars, remember? Yeah. Trade wars. Spices and all that. Chicken tax. So... This is fascinating. I've never heard of this. Okay. It's... You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah. So the chicken tax is 25%. 25% on light trucks and originally on potato starch. And brandy, actually. But then in 1964, the president, Lyndon B. Johnson, mm -hmm. uh, put that on there by, because France and West Germany were sending a lot of chicken to the U.S. And he didn't like that. That's why... Because they put tariffs... You, you get what I mean? Some guy didn't like it. He's like, tariffs... <laughs> No, it's like this. So I want to sell my. Do you want me to explain? Let me break it down for you. I am Let's break this economy. down. So I, I want to sell my truck in your country. Yeah. But if I do that, then nobody buys in your country anymore the trucks that you manufacture. I got you. And then all the guys that you yeah, employ. Yeah, yeah. So they put tariffs on. Yes. Uh, to make it foreign yeah. cars. Only. Yeah, but they only did that because the Europeans were s swarmed with American chicken. And they didn't want it anymore. Well, they farmers were fighting for existence. Anyways, this is a chicken tax, Logan. Chicken tax. <laughs> Why don't you just call someone? Just call it tariff. But anyway, they call it chicken tax because it was originally just on chickens. I got I, I'm amazed that you didn't know about this because you were like all I've heard of tariffs. Tariffs make sense yeah. when you say chicken tax. I'm thinking they gotta weigh it and figure out how many chickens it weighs. Mm. Makes sense, I guess. Well, Britain has a measurement called Hogshead for <laughs> goodness sake. Yeah, they got a lot of measurements over yeah. there. They uh, they got to do some stuff for their politic games there. Oh. Now, how would you like to stroll around in Toronto in one of Sobeys supermarkets, oh, okay. grocery stores? Yeah, yeah. Did you see that article about the smart shopping yeah, cart? Smart sh I, I didn't read it. I just... I was like, okay. So pretty much you have like the debit machine right on there. So you can pay right away if you want to. You got a big iPad screen mm -hmm. where on the other side you have a scanner and you get your groceries, you scan it and yeah. then you put it in there and it builds a total for you. And then you just, you can actually pay there while you stroll out and then remove. And then if you, in case you buy some almonds and they're loose, you actually put them in the bag you put in the number in the system and then the scale is built in in the oh on the shopping cart itself yeah so even if it's like full and you put the nuts on top <laughs> it's just gonna be fine in a way yeah yeah so that's pretty amazing and also it will like you want to type in hey i want to make some chicken balls let's stay on the chicken topic today mm -hmm. so chicken balls and then you can just type that in and then it recommends you what to buy to how to make them oh interesting yeah so but right now it's at one shop only in Toronto. The, that's the line that owns Safeway, for example. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. That bigger company. Yeah. Well, yeah, they got to try it out, like trial run or whatever they call it. Mm -hmm. oh, so that's... that's really neat, actually. actually, it's a good idea, I think. In a way. Uh, my, my question, like, I have so many questions. It's like, okay, so are these easier to maybe dupe like could you hack them maybe good idea um 
great idea. I mean, I don't know. I'm just thinking on some head. Like, what happens now to the, the mm. cashiers? Like, let me tweet this. Is at Elon. 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 Elon Musk. Yeah. Hey, Elon. Get hey, on Elon. This, can we do this? Um, like I said, what happens to the cashiers now? Like, are, are we eliminating jobs for this thing? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's always a couple of people who also don't like the self checkout lanes, sure. right? It's no, the same kind of thing. What a lot of what I hear a lot of people is like, well, I don't work for you. <laughs> like. This isn't my job, mm -hmm. but now you're making uh, me perspective? do your job, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Like, I remember when uh, restaurants went to the, um, here's your cup, go fill up your own drink type deal. Like. <laughs> yeah. What? Where's my ketchup? Yeah. Yeah, I have to push that down to get my ketchup? What? But I like mayonnaise, so. Oh. I'm good. Oh, controversy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let us know if you are a ketchup <laughs> person <laughs> mayo or mayonnaise. <laughs> You see, they make ketchup and mayo mixed in one jar. Uh, I have not seen that, but yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. What is it called? Ketchup? No, mayo catch match. I can't remember. They have a f certain phrase oh, for it. I was like, I you know what I really like is I like green ketchup. They used to have that. Well, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, before I arrived yeah. here, I we went on a couple trips actually from Germany to here, yeah. and every time we were here, we just hoarded the green yeah. ketchup oh yeah for because sure because you couldn't buy it in Europe well that's like they they also had um, I really miss chocolate peanut butter chocolate peanut butter yeah they used to have chocolate peanut butter yeah like flavored peanut butter with chocolate yeah ah um, there's actually in the states there's a company called I think it's Goober mm -hmm. and it's a, in a jar it's jam and peanut butter Ooh. but if they're like separated, separate like, so when you scoop it out in, you scoop it out you get a bit of jam and a bit of peanut butter and that's perfect <laughs> why is it not here no right i was like this is amazing yeah, yeah i like that i think we brought it home and it was like gone within a couple weeks there so nice i gotta look for that what is it called goober i think i believe goober g-u-b-b-e-r i believe i'd have to look it up it's been years okay now we I want I want to bring up here quantum supremacy. Quantum. Quantum. Supremacy. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> quantum. What would I do without you? <laughs> no, I couldn't do this. Now Go Google. <laughs> okay. Thank you, my translator. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Google. Uh, is claiming. Funny story about that. <laughs> we were driving. We were driving, and I had my son in the back, and he's like, "Dad, just ask Google to do." It's like he said that. Who's Google, Dad? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> it's like who's talking about Google <laughs> to my son here? Yeah, Abbas goes to the fridge and he push, pushes a button yeah. for Bixby, and then he says, "How's the weather today?" But before yeah. he does it, he always comes to me. Papa, I'm gonna ask the, I'm gonna ask Bixby how the weather is today. Oh yeah. It's crazy, right? And they go up with this, and we didn't have that at all, in a way. We didn't have nothing. I remember. <laughs> I shouldn't say nothing, but we didn't have that. No, I remember phoning in. There's an automated <laughs> line for the weather. Network. For the weather? Yeah. Oh wow! Like predicted weather network is this, but you had to phone in. Yeah, even for the school bus line, probably too. Um, for school bus in the winter. Yeah, I can't. No, they would send it through through the radio. Ah, uh, through the radio. Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you were. The radio doesn't always have weather on loop, eh? So it's like, mm. oh, what's the weather going to be like? So you'd have to phone in. Yeah. Especially if you get 10 minutes up before you have to yeah. leave the house. Yeah, I mean, ugh, there's so many changes that we're experiencing right now. Now, Google, back to the story. The computer, <laughs> yeah. this quantum supremacy, quantum? Quantum? You got it. Quantum. Hmm. is called Sycamore. <laughs> Sycamore, okay. Yeah. 
and it executed a calculation that the average Joe computer, like for example, a supercomputer, actually it's not an average Joe, a supercomputer, would take, they claim, a lifetime. Oh, really? Only, yeah, a lifetime of the existence of the computer, only a few minutes. So that's like thousands so, of years. They're claiming to do a calculation. So a calculation, so that's interesting. So that time frame though is, is vague. Exactly. So lifetime could be 20 years, which, which is normally about 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the lifetime of the computer. Is it? Yeah. Did it explicitly say it would take its entirety of its life? It says thousands of years. Thousands? Thousands and thousands of years. See, like, to the average person, it's like, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, IBM, who has supercomputers, yeah. and the one is in Oak Ridge National Laboratory in Tennessee. It's called... I wrote that down. Mm, Summit. Okay. It's called Summit. And they were like, actually, Google, no. Ours does that calculation in 2.5 days. Okay? <laughs> so there's like a little... Someone's exaggerating. So there's a little bit of a fistfight going on. And there was this one professor who he said, though, okay, guys, let's come along. But, okay, so how fast did the calculation take for the quantum computer to do it? Three minutes. Oh, wow. Three minutes, 20 seconds compared to 2.5 like days. For, for computing power, what this would equate to is, is doing equations would be, like, obviously doing equations, but it's also, like, analytics would be huge on this one because it's like, well, all these variables are floating around, mm -hmm. and it would be able to handle that much faster than yep. um, anything else that we have. Also, Bitcoin might change now. Like, if oh, someone okay. else gets their hands on a quantum yeah. computer and they mm. start mining for Bitcoin, they might actually just... Mm solve all the problems <laughs> yeah maybe hoyt can build one <laughs> i mean the professor said instead of competing this way let's just bring something together where we can build an actually an application and utilize it too because right now they can only use it for uh, let's, let's optimize a new drug supposedly okay. like certain theory or city and transportation planning but yeah it reminded me of that computer size of a planet that we talked about last oh, yeah, week about. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. That'd be terrifying in this instance. It's like, wow, what is then possible, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Sycamore and Summit, there's a huge difference, but it's not thousands of years. Yeah, uh, yeah, someone, yeah. someone so, got a little hype train. Google, Google got carried away Google's a bit. Google's on its own hype train. Hey, Google. <laughs> so, that happened. Now, we... Do you want me to bring up some more topics here? That I got yeah, sure, now? I'll get mine ready here. Okay, I got, do you know that big stone in Austria? No. Australia, sorry. In Austria, it's the Alps. But in Australia, there's yeah. this, this stone that is on their First Nation land. They okay. have a special name, the original people there. Uh, I should remember this, but I can't right now. It, they are called... Uh, the the stone is called Ur Uluru Ulurus, okay, and okay. it's a sacred site for the. I'm just gonna call them First Nation. Right. Yeah, there. That makes okay. sense. Okay, and what the Europeans have done so far, they have made a path where you can climb it, oh, okay. ascend it, and then you claim it. Right. Yeah. The mountains, mountain climbing thing. 
and then you can come back down. There's only two more days left, and then this will be over. Okay. They're banning it. Yeah. So they're finally revoking it. There's no, not anymore. Yeah, uh, won't be able to go up there. Yeah. yeah. It's just going to be closed. You can see how they just climb up there. Yeah. So it's a pretty steep hill. But, Absolutely. Yeah. But for them, it's I think it's a it's a sacred place, a traditional owner, and they long fought for this. So yeah, it's like one of the biggest stones that are just exist yeah, in one crazy. piece. Yeah. So they don't. I don't know the backstory, but it could have been just a big asteroid. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Should be a crater or something. Right? Yeah. So, look, even Prince Charles was up there on 21st of March in 1983. Whoa. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, that's what I mean. Is that what I think it is? Yeah. Okay. How can you do that, right? Yeah. On a sacred place. Okay, that's what I wanted to bring yeah. up here. Yeah. I'm. Some, you didn't know about this stone that it existed in Australia either? I'm throwing you under the bus. Now, one more thing before I'm going to let you go into the next topic. <laughs> okay. Scientists have trained rats mm -hmm. to drive a tiny car so yeah. that they can collect food. I thought that was really neat. Yeah. You, did you see that? Yeah. It's a University of Richmond. Now... <laughs> yeah, they're also saying it's supposed to help with their anxiety or something as okay. well. Did you read it? Yeah. Uh, some of it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to elaborate? No. No? Okay. So this, this is like a three liter olive jar. Pretty much, you can buy for kitchens mm -hmm. with higher operations, and then they cut a little hole in the bottom, on the side, and the the lid is back on it, and then it's labeled with Richmond University, and then underneath there is like a <laughs> Lego Technic. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like Lego Technic. It does look like it. Yeah. yeah. Car tires and then battery wires, and yeah, they can learn to recognize objects, press bars, and find their way around mazes. That's really neat, yeah. And so we obviously are learning that their brains are way more flexible than we were thought thinking. In a way, it makes sense, though, because when they are underground in those tunnel systems, they know how to get where, right? Well, yeah, sure. In my mind, I feel like they're just scurrying around trying to figure everything out. But they got a really good sense of smell, too. Eh? So. But how do they drive it, then? Just from figuring out, it would be like almost trial and error. It's so you think they just like with push sensory? Yeah, that would make sense to me, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And then they place foods, of course, as a reward. Mm -hmm. And then slowly they increase the distance points. Ah, okay, so that makes sense. I guess they just walk in it. I found that fascinating, especially the picture. But I still don't know how they drive. If you know how they drive, let me know. But it's electric, so that's good. Are you reading into it? No. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm reading my thing. Okay, bring it up. All right. So, for those of you who are maybe Harry Potter fans, yay! Or stealth, yay! Stealth. Oh. Playing fans. You know, like the Athena's cap of invisibility, stuff like that. Oh, the coat. No, not the coat. The cloak of invisibility yeah. yeah 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 so a canadian company canadian company yeah. has actually invented uh what they call an invisible shield 
a shield, shield like yeah. from a knight, like a yeah. sword That's fight. What calling it. Okay, no, Canadian. Why? why would you need an invincible shield in a sword fight? I don't know. <laughs> to be impressed. No, they're just calling it a shield because it, it looks like that. But anyways, it's just like a sheet. Okay. Um. So this company. It's called. The latest. So actually, well, the tech is called Quantum Stealth. <laughs> yeah, by Hyper Stealth, a Canadian camouflage design company. So they're saying it's as thin as paper. Wow. Uh, inexpensive and requires zero power source. Yeah, what is it then? So what it is, it's a material that bends light around it. Ah. But it's it's really neat. Like if if you if you look on this, it it shows uh, it can let the majority of light around it, but in behind it. There's like two trucks, like toy trucks, mm -hmm. and when you peer over, there they are. But mm -hmm. as you're looking at it, yeah, they're not there at all. So it bends, it bends the majority of light around it, and lets you see most of the background. It, mm -hmm. it looks obscured, mm -hmm. like it looks like a haze almost. A little bit. But there's, you can't see anything else other than the majority of the background. If okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make this is, is the most sense because again, there's two toy trucks there. One's a red truck, one's a camel truck. Mm -hmm. Nothing until you look over it. Yeah, it makes sense for a military application almost. Um, yeah, and that and that's where we're getting into the even more stealthy, right? Like, so th this is like different. Uh, so one of the applications that I've read is it would be a sheet, but on the other side is cameras. And on the other side is a TV. So whatever's behind it, it would display. Okay. So that was one proposal. Mm -hmm. But this is, this is just cheap and ineffective. Uh, sorry, not ineffective, but very effective. Yeah. And it's as thin as a sheet of paper. Like if you're in the field insane. and you can just put this yeah, over you your Yeah, just throw can. it down. Yeah, yeah, it's for privacy maybe. Like, yeah. But again, <laughs> it seems more like a military application. It does, so totally. I could see the military just salivating over this. Yeah, especially if it's cheap and if it's like paper. Oh, yeah. So it's not affected by colors. Uh, it doesn't really distort the background. Um, so they're, they're calling it a not invisible cloak, but uh, something, yeah, they'll know something is hidden. It's just, you can kind of tell. Because again, it's like a blurred background, but I think in like a large field or something, it would be like indiscernible, really. You wouldn't be able to see anything. Yeah. So they started this in 2010. Wow. Yeah. So they mastered it in nine years. Seven, eight. Yeah. Well, this is incredible. Like, it's just like how much technology we're, we're doing. It's like leaps and bounds lately. Yeah, but what did what would what would be the purpose to create something like that? And does it have a greater cost, or is it just a money maker? Well, yeah, that's very interesting because they don't actually go into applications. They're just saying, uh, and again, it's not even saying militaries. It's just it's probably cool. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to do more t-shirts for this. It's company. good for hunters too, right? But well, it can be very tricky. If that can be dangerous too. Yeah, though. because then you don't. Nobody sees you, and then see you, you, and then you hear a noise, and you. Yeah, and then there's a little bit. Mm, yeah, it's dangerous. So like I said, I think maybe an application could be for like a privacy wall. Yeah. Maybe. I like the invisible cloak though. Yeah, I thought that was really neat. Yeah. 
And plus, it doesn't need a power source, so that's really yeah, beneficial. Yeah, it's just, it's just you set it up right there. Yeah. I wonder if you can roll it like a sheet of paper there. Probably. And then as you, then you don't leave it anywhere because you will not find well, it anymore. Yeah, you won't find it anymore. <laughs> it's gone. Okay, I got something here. Mm-hmm. I got the Volocopter. The Volocopter? Is that the one from Japan? <laughs> Singapore. Singapore okay. It's China. The Volocopter is the first flying taxi. It's totally 100% electric, but it still requires a pilot. So it's for one passenger only, yeah. but it's fully electric. It has 18 rotors, motors, wow. propellers. Oh, that's why it has such a crazy looking design. It's though. pretty much like a helicopter with a drone on top. With a bunch of antlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all white. It seems very... Well, it's a beginning. To be oh, honest. yeah. like It's not pleasing to the eye. Yeah, it's still like... Yeah. It's a start. Yeah, Absolutely. it's electric, so that I'm. Yeah, it's a I, huge plus. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And then what they want to do, they of course want to do develop an autopilot, meaning they ditch the pilot, and then you have two people in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit more efficient too. But it's pretty much like a drone, and they reduce the voice, you know, the noise as well. Have you ever heard a drone fly oh, by? Absolutely, yeah, it's very noisy. Because it's like a high pitched mosquito swarm of yeah, well, millions. Yeah, like you can imagine small rotors spinning it. High RPM. Why are drones so noisy? High RPMs. High high RPMs. Yeah, it's an electric motor, right? So. Mm, so it's noisy because of the RPMs or because of the motor? I'd say more of the RPMs. Okay. More of the actual spinning. Because spinning propeller airplanes are about the same noise as jet airplanes, right? Mm, I'd have to see a decibel rating, but yeah, like they mm. they do create an incredible amount of noise. For yeah. Sure. I was when I flew my drone for the first time. I was amazed how noisy it is. Oh yeah, for sure. I was like, what? But I mean, once you get at a certain height, you can't really hear it, right? But yeah. Okay, so how's your Spanish today? Not good. Perfect. So this guy, yeah, I'm just gonna play this. He is from somewhere, but he came to Thunder Bay and he made a video about living in Thunder Bay. Okay. He has 220k subscribers and. Pretty much, he says it's gonna be cold here in the winter. <laughs> but I mean, like he, I wish I could speak Spanish and explain this a little bit more. But when you type in Thunder Bay, uh, it's on what on YouTube? Yeah, it's like one of the biggest videos. It has one hundred thirty thousand views. Vivir and Thunder Bay. So he goes down to the inter- intercity shopping mall. He goes to the yeah, yeah. city hall. He goes to the waterways cool. and he waterfront and he explains everything. I think it's almost like he's it's actually a promotional video where he talks yeah. about this is a good way of living and people he recognizes there's a lot of in the city to be having a good life. Yeah. Right? And then there's a lot of Spanish comments that I can't translate. And then there's a couple English ones too. It says being from Thunder Bay and not speaking any English. I thoroughly enjoyed this video. Okay. So, and then the other guy says, we had seen Thunder Bay on YouTube. <laughs> also, hi from Thunder Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That's really neat, yeah. Yeah, so his name is Nelson Reyes. He's on YouTube, so type in Nelson Reyes and check out yeah, that video. Yeah, check him out. This looks really neat. I'll have to check him out. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you can get captions on this, though, eh? What does that mean? 
Oh, it's like the, the words that pop up at the bottom. Yeah, he does sometimes put some things in there. And so... Oh, like YouTube does it. YouTube has an auto... Oh, he does have that? YouTube. Oh, okay. So where would I find that? Uh, probably where the CC is there. This? The CC. CC. Oh, right okay. in the video. Yeah, but it's just Spanish. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Maybe try the gear then, because it might auto do it. Open transcript. Yeah. Add translation. Oh boy. Oh no, Michael broke the YouTube. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, this one. Cog? Playback subtitles. Only Spanish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they've only done it in Spanish. So yes, if you are Spanish and would like to translate this for us, mm -hmm. please hit us up. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's a really nice video. And he did a lot of stuff here. He seems very um, animated, eh? Yeah. Uh, awesome. So where, where is he from? Does he say it on his profile? It's probably in Spanish. Hola, hola, amigos. Hola, hola. He is from... It's on Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> About he is... Ah, oh, come on. Do Google Translate then. You can at least get the text and go Google Translate. Yeah, okay. Come on, Michael. <laughs> so what's your... Now let's just finish this off here. What did you even do? <laughs> I pasted it into Google. <laughs> Google search. You know, I'll get back to you on this next week. I'll find some things more out about Nelson, Nelson Rice, and then I'll let you know. <laughs> Full Google search. Look at this. <laughs> I looked up the whole blog. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to open up here my German saying of the okay. week. Gotcha. I got a couple of good ones again. So... You know, when Germans say, jemanden einen Bären aufbinden, they mean, or if I translate this word by word, they tie a bear on someone. What? <laughs> they physically take a bear and tie it on them? Yeah, which means... Are they like grumpy or... No, because it means you put over <laughs> on someone, right? You, you, you tell somebody a lie. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Oh, if you okay. tell them a crazy lie, okay. and it's like it's like um, yeah, I don't know a, a story. Just a, a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. So say that again. English translation is what? If I translate it word by word from German, jemanden yeah. einen Bären aufbinden means tie a bear on someone. Wow. So if I would tell you a bad story that's absolutely not true, I would tie a bear on you. Uh, I think there's a similar saying in English. Um, it's. Well, they pulled the wool over his eyes or something like that. Mm -hmm. I think there must be a similar one. There, but again, it's like they put a bear on that guy. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, and and I have one more saying because I have I have no words okay. over this week. I've been really happy that I found those amazing sayings this week. So here it goes: Die Kirche im Dorf lassen. So when I would say something to my friends, I tell them in a very specific context. Leave the church in the village. Just leave the church there? Like don't leave the church in the village. Okay. And that means don't get carried away. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it at all. Yeah. But you didn't understand to tie a bear on someone either. 
No. No. Leave the church in the village. Don't get carried away. Yeah, this is like a language barrier. Absolutely. Yeah. That's our business. <laughs> well, learning something new every week. Yeah. But this is a really good good one. That's it. That's a great one. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think mine mine's an oldie but a goodie. Um, so it's the pen is mightier than the sword. Okay. Very nice. So for context, it's like for me, it's like people can bring into laws or bring into legislation that would be uh, more okay. changing than any uh, fight or war could ever do. Mm-hmm. It's more damaging. Yeah, well, you write a thesis. You write, mm-hmm. for example, um, that guy in Germany, he posted all his papers on the church wall. Oh, yes, yes. To... I know, like Luther? Yeah, Luther? Lutheran? Lutheran. Lutheran, yeah, to get his... Because he wanted to be have the Bible translated yeah. not only in Latin but also so if, the common folks can again read. on that that you can stretch it too you can be like okay well he wrote a book right and then the book can do okay. way more damage yeah and then it can last like even if you quote unquote kill the author right well the like the book is still there even if you like the you've heard of people burning books and what well sometimes there's still a copy left and people reproduce it and mm-hmm. it just keeps going along the line so yeah. yeah. Every time you bring up books now, though, I'm thinking about that saying that I think one of our guests mentioned that don't believe anything out of books. Just believe what you see. No, no. So, so my dad had said, <laughs> believe only half of what you see and nothing of what you've read. Yeah. How do you, how do you relate to that? How do I relate to it? Yeah. Do you think um, that's feasible? It is. No, it is. It's just be skeptical. Like don't, don't take every single thing that you read as truth so you don't um, believe anything that you read no no it's it's kind of like don't don't take it as gospel like um there's this there's a saying it's like there's two sides to every story that's very true so it's like so that that one thing that you're reading might be one side yeah or that one picture you're looking at is probably one side like my my wife had showed me this yes. the saying but it was two different pictures so there was a guy uh, coming out of a limo and it looked like he was like flipping somebody off from the front. Mm. Well, on the back side, he was actually like adjusting, like there was a ring on his finger or something, and he was trying to like adjust ah, okay. it, and it looked like he was flipping people off. Like it's just for perspectives, right? So yeah. So it's the way I perceive it is just be spec. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the word. <laughs> be skeptical. Yeah. Be skeptical of what you read. Don't don't just take it as face value. Like do your own research. Type so uh, how do you do that then? If you read a critical book where you think. You can relate to a topic and you believe into it. Do you still double check it? Then? I still I try to find other sources that may, might confirm it, like maybe another book that might talk about it. Mm. Um, like this, this could equate to everyday life too. Like if you look at scammers and whatnot, like uh, right, you get a phone call from, oh, this is the Canada Revenue Agency. You owe us money. It's like, well, okay, like be skeptical. Yes. And look into it. Mm-hmm. Every time I get a phone call. Pretty much from somebody yeah. who I don't know. If I even answer it, then I just say, I'm sorry, can you call me back? I'm having dinner right now. And then pretty much that's well, it. Well, for me, if it's automated, I just click. Like it's yeah. And, and if I get a phone call from the same number every day, I just eventually just block it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just block it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just be skeptical. And... and actually, I have just had the idea about the word of the week. Because okay. because there's a certain phrase I think I brought this up before Vogelfrei. 
meaning bird free. I think I brought this up before. Mm. And they made the Lutheran, the guy yeah. who would put those theses on the wall because he was in a way against the church or for a new way. New reforms. Yeah, they made him Vogelfrei, bird free, which means you can kill him with no mm. ex, yeah. no follow up. Like he's free to be killed like a bird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I brought this up before, right? Yeah, exactly. You remember this? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, guys. Wasting some time here. <laughs> okay, so... Now, there is a new car feature. It's called Car 2X. Okay. And there is a... You two cars. <laughs> yes! Yes! Yeah. Now, VW, for example, they released a new Golf, which is like a Toyota... Ooh, what do you drive there? Too soon, VW. Too soon. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. What are you driving? You're driving the Toyota, is it the car? Corolla? Yeah, that's like a huge brand, right? The Corolla is a huge car brand. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So the Golf is like this, yeah. similar to it yeah. in a way. Now, that car is being released next year and they just had a release today. Had a look at this. And it comes with a program called Car2X. Now, what that does, when it's active in the car, it communicates with other cars that have that system as well. So it creates a network of okay. cars. And then they rise up and Terminator happens. No, and then for example, there comes in, uh, there comes a... Excuse me. Over that joke? Yes, because I'm so focused. So let's say there comes an emergency vehicle down the road. But it's okay. around the corner and you have your music blasting super loud. The car in the display, because it's all digital now will display emergency vehicle approaching mm. from behind don't you find sometimes you drive and you don't know where the fire truck is coming from for sure yeah. sometimes you don't know and you have to look around while you're in traffic oh, and yeah, driving the corner and there she was coming right at me yeah, yeah. so they do that or when there's a car that is stopped on the road or if there's a hazard like oil you can type that in and then all the cars in the area will be notified of that or if there's an accident, cars will be notified. Are these self-driving cars? No. You're not supposed to type things in when you're on the car, Michael. It does it automatically. <laughs> you're not supposed to drive and type. Come it's on. called Car 2X. Oh, man. So... Again, I'm skeptical of that because VW put it out. <laughs> no, actually, it's a program that is contracted out to other manufacturers as well. Because that's... So it's cross-platform. It's ultimately the goal to have all cars connected. It's just like everything is going to be connected and the cars will be it's connected a start. too. Yeah. It's an absolute start. I guess when they get to self-driving cars, it'll be implemented then. It doesn't even matter then anymore because you just sit. Yeah, but it still makes sense for them all to be connected with each other. Exactly. And they can sense where the other car is mm. and everything. Future, man. So even Mercedes has it. like, And I'm pretty sure Toyota will have it too. It's just like the way of future. Absolutely. It's like Blu-ray and DVD. What was Blu-ray? What did they not do? HD. HP HD? HD. <laughs> HD disc, yeah. yeah. So that's that happened. Yeah. So it's a collective concept for many different research and development activities. Just call it a consciousness. Man. They all call... They are called the Elon Musk. The hive of the cars. <laughs> and they are improved traffic efficiency and satisfying the need for convenience. There you go. That's what we're all about. Okay, so obviously it's October. Next week is Halloween. Yeah. Are you all spooked up? Spooked up? No, I wouldn't say spooked up. So did you hear about some haunted Thunder Bay stories, myth, legend, I've, and strange I've, encounters? I've heard of 
some buildings that are okay. haunted. Yeah, uh, hit me. I don't know. Like the old courthouse hotel? The, the <laughs> armories are pretty haunted, I think. The armory's pretty haunted? Yeah. Ooh. Uh, do you want me to elaborate or just... Yeah, go oh, for okay. it. Okay, so I've heard stories that there's boots that walk across the parade square. So the armories, right, they do drills and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, uh, people sometimes hear horses down in the basement because that's where the horses were kept. Yes. Okay. Um, like, like randomly during the day? I wouldn't say during the day. No, I think it's mainly at night. Okay. Or maybe only by yourself. Um, and then I've heard that there's a, a white lady that's there. Okay. And you get like a... Like a... Like the queen? No, no. Lady <laughs> dressed in white. Okay. And you get like a... like a She like appears and then like... Like melts away. You get like a good view and it's like... Mm. She's like... Wait, also on the parade square? No, no. She's, she's like in the corridors or something. I haven't seen her myself. Mm-hmm. But it's like true story. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard it from some of the guys there. Yeah. Like there's m many sightings. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's more than that. Yeah, but oh. then that, now we're getting to the more skeptical and the, apparently someone performed a séance and found more spirits that were there and whatnot. So. Ooh. Yeah. Who's this? Like a pastor? No, no, no. It was just people performing séances. They would come in after hours. What is that? So what? It, what a séance is 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 basically there's. A, <laughs> Okay, I'm novice. I, I haven't performed myself, but uh, like people will come in. Uh, do they so, do this where they have a card game and then the no, cards no, move no, themselves or the no, table flies out of the way? That, don't, <laughs> don't even bring that into your house. Like For me, like I, I'm somewhat uh, a believer of the paranormal of this, okay. of that realm. So yeah. Ouija boards are like the worst things you can do. Because mm. um, to me, or sorry, it's been described as you going into a, a, the realm and putting on a flashlight, turning on a flashlight. You might be asking for something, but you don't know who's responding back type deal. So, okay. Um, so they did seances. So a seance is, is, is there's usually some candles involved and like you... You ask, ask questions you ask and questions. then the candle flames around? Uh, sometimes. But like you, like there are people, I can't remember their name, like psychics. Some people who claim to be psychics do seances. And okay. They can sense energies and tell you what's in there. Uh, apparently there's some guy stuck in the in one of the messes there. Um, can't leave because I guess he was supposed to get married and then he had to get shipped out and couldn't get married and whatever. He died overseas? Uh, I'm not too sure, to be honest, but yeah. uh, his, his spirit is stuck there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's an old building. It is. A, yeah. So, like, like my beliefs is that there's usually, like, energy behind a lot of the stuff, so the energy gets left behind. That's why we get spirits and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Or, really interesting note is people, many people believe it, so... Many people believing it actually creates create it. it. Yeah, yeah. To create it. Yeah, then it that. creates energy, and yeah. then energy is there. Yeah, I love. There used to be a really good show called Haunted Canada, mm -hmm. I think, or or there's another good show um, that people would be like thrown, not thrown, but put into a, a haunted place at night and given a whole bunch of gear, and it was like, hey, investigate. And then you had to like okay. also like I think escape mm -hmm. the building too or something crazy. Did you know in California? On the haunted news this week. Haunted news. Haunted news. We have, you have to legally clarify when you sell your house that you had a ghost sighting. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> when you when you think your house is haunted, you have to legally yeah. put that in your, um, I guess. In your selling. Yeah. That's that's you, fascinating. Because if you can't sell your house lying, do do, like. Oh, like this is fa this is another fascinating topic. We could probably talk about it in another whole episode. But there's there's so many different things that are going on. 
Um, and not just not just of the, the paranormal. There's actually like scientific reasons why these things happen. Okay. So there's actually a lot of, uh, they call I think it's electromagnetic, electromagnetic frequencies that create these things. They've actually, they've actually re... Like microwaves? No, no, not microwaves. Uh, like electrical, uh, what the, magnetic. A lot of electrical... Gravity? <laughs> Close to magnetics, you're right, but it's it's like an electromagnetic field that okay. does all these things. So they've actually recreated haunted house like scenarios in a lab. Oh, okay. And it's from a lot of electromagnetism. Yeah, but is this a placebo effect? No, because how else can you get things to like move and hmm. be pushed off the counter? Like, there's uh, like the UK is really famous, like London famous bunch of haunted houses like there's bars where they'll, they'll just be sitting there and the glass will be thrown across the room and mm. like well how did that happen so it's fascinating it is and i like that you shared that actually i have here the cover story of the walleye so credit out to them yeah walleye on page 11 we are going to dive into the sasquatch <laughs> <laughs> okay so the Sasquatch, there was one recent encounter happened at the Black Sturgeon Dam near Red Rock on the afternoon of August the 7th, 2018. While enjoying their visit, mm -hmm. the witnesses were startled to see what appeared to be a large black creature dive into the river. And then it gets weird. When the creature <laughs> then it got weird. When the creature pulled itself out of the water, it stood up on its hind legs and ran very quickly, much faster than a human, into the nearby forest, while carrying a stick in one of its hand. Details behind those are light, those are light as the creature was a couple of hundred meters away from mm -hmm. the witnesses. But it's worth noting the area has a bit of history with this sort of thing. There's another story. You want to hear that one? Is it Sasquatch too? No. We'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> not Sasquatch. It's not a Sasquatch story. Okay. You want to hear it? All right, I'm game. Okay, so there it seems to be a strange aircraft. Oh, okay. George Cray was the caretaker of Mountain View Cemetery when he found himself at the center of this bit of a weird lakehead history. One evening in 1914, Gray was awoken by a sound he described as the whirring of machinery. He would then identify the source of the sound as a strange airship, hmm. which was cruising north from Mount McKay. Gray watched it for about 20 minutes before it veered west and traveled out of sight. Now, throwing this at you, yeah, yeah. have you heard about UFO sightings in Thunder Bay? Not in Thunder Bay, no. No, to be honest, I haven't. Yeah, because you brought up this ghost story, so I was like, maybe you have like no, you heard something about I that too. I haven't heard about UFO stories in Thunder Bay. No. Okay. Not specifically. I heard a couple. Oh yeah. Yeah, a couple from a couple of people yeah. who said something. They saw something. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago though, it's been a while, so. I don't know. No idea. Fascinating. It is. You want one more? Oh yeah, isn't the yeah the Prince Arthur Hotel is a, another famous place that's haunted? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole. So this hotel has been there for a century, the Prince Arthur Hotel. Mm -hmm. Again, credit to the walleye. 
I'm just reading this, guys. Like the, there's a specific room or something like that? The Prince Arthur came out of the 1908 poker game between Port Arthur Mayor John James Carrick and Canadian Northern Railway President Sir William Mackenzie. And then they built it right by the CNR. And it was a perfect location. Absolutely, it was, yeah. And now, more than a century later, the Prince Arthur has hosted the likes of Queen Elizabeth II, King George VI, Johnny Cash, and Louis Armstrong. And it has been reportedly home to some less tangible guests as well. Yeah. There are tales of Spectre in the basement, apparently the apparition of a former employee seen in the long darkened hallways wearing an old long out of style matred uniform. <laughs> but the hotel's most famous ghost is Harvey. He's described as being either a former resident or owner, but whoever he was, Harvey isn't ready to leave the inn. Prince Arthur just yet. Mm -hmm. He remains up on the second floor okay. in his former room, letting yeah. the living know he's around through the unexplainable scent of the cigars he enjoys so much oh, well. in his life. Yeah, the, no, there's, it's, it's fascinating. Like You'll get smells that uh, people will recognize that shouldn't be there because there's like like again i wasn't smoking cigar like you can't smoke in the building like yeah but actually the smoke detectors too right yeah they would go off yeah absolutely yeah i have um i think there's also a building i think the mckenzie inn okay is also haunted and the basement is very haunted where's that it's by uh they changed the name of the road uh so what is it it's Lakeshore Drive. Okay. That's Al Chunia? Yeah, it's out by Chunia. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing. Because that used to actually be the highway, but now it's all Lakeshore Drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they changed it. Yeah. I have one more because I am usually do biking there. Trollbitch Falls. Oh, really? A dog man. Ooh. A woman in white. Phantom trail runners. Camping can be rough enough with spooks and spirits, but here we are. Those are just a few of supernatural beings and occurrences reported at the Trowbridge. Falls, the city-run campground and park found at the north end of Thunder Bay of Copenhagen Road. The dog man could be a deer man, but whatever it is, it also could be a shapeshifter. Or the story goes. Yeah. Switching from human to animal. Yeah. Yeah, you say yeah, 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 but maybe somebody saw that. No, no. No, I know of what they're referring to. What do you think? Like so, you're not supposed to say their names, and I'm not going to. Okay, that's why. Ah, oh, <laughs> you tell me after. Yeah. What? But yeah. Is it shapeshifter? Is like you know. As far as they'll go with that. You know who? Lord oh, Voldemort. He's not. He's not really a shapeshifter. Is it like uh, zombie? No, wall, wall, werewolves. Closer, but not even. Vampires. Oh, that's. Oh, you can't just let me hang no, like this. No. You can't say it, really? No. Okay. The woman in white is seen floating across the grass in one of its park's vast open areas. Interesting. And the phantom trail runners have a tendency to shove the living out of the way when encountered on the hiking trails that run throughout Trowbridge. Figures move between the trees, sometimes reported as wearing military uniforms. Interesting. You know what's interesting also? There is mm -hmm. this old uh, silver mine out there too, right? Silver Island? 
yeah, or by Trowbridge Falls. By Trowbridge Falls. Oh, is there? Yeah, they, I did not there's know an that. old silver mine, and they all blocked it off because it's it's like a deep hole. Just Absolutely, goes no, in they're, they're very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. They, there was a woman who had a dog, and the dog fell, and it's gone. And after that, they just. Oh, they would. Yeah. Yeah, and now you can't get there. It's like it's six feet high, and then they have. Um, yeah. What is it called? The chain? No, that chain thing. Chain fence? Yeah, the, like the, the fencing on top oh, barbed it wire. would cut you. Barbed, barbed wire? wire? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like the, like those are very dangerous if you find a, a mine. Or if you're, how the rock formation is, if you're walking on top of a mine and you don't know, like it actually give way. Yeah, you'd be on. Yeah, you're gone. That's it. All this stuff is fascinating, and like we're we're in the north, right? So we do get a lot of woods and mm-hmm. um, whatnot. Yeah, there's a there's a couple more stories. You want to do one more? Or that's it. Yeah, I think we got time for one more. Okay, which one do you want to do? We got the SS Bannockburn. Do you know what? Sure, let's go ghost ships. Like those, I think are right up the alley due to where we are. Okay, not all of Lake Superior's legends stay submerged. Take that of SS Bannockburn, for example, a 254-foot steel-hulled freighter that entered service in 1893. The ship's final voyage began in Fort William on November the 20th, 1902, when they set off for Georgian Bay, carrying a load of wheat. The ship was delayed after running aground on its way out onto the lake. However, the Bannockburn suffered no apparent damage, and its journey resumed on November the 21st. That night, a powerful storm swept Lake Superior. The Bannockburn never reached its destination, and by November the 30th, it was given up as lost. Mm. But there are some who insist it's still out there. In fact, crews of other ships have reported seeing the Bannockburn plying the Plying the lakes in the years since its disappearance. Wow. It's like the flying Netherland. The Netherland? The flying the ship? Oh, the flying Dutchman? Yeah, the flying Dutchman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, yeah. One of the better known encounters was reported by the crew of Walter A. Hutchison, a steamer that was making its way across the lake during a November storm in the late 40s. Ice had knocked out the Hutchison electronics and the crew wasn't entirely sure how close to the shore the ship was. They knew they weren't alone. The Bannockburn was out there too and had been spotted traveling parallel with the Hutchison before vanishing in the storm. I'm getting goosebumps while I'm reading yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like they're... they're... <laughs> yeah. No. Now, the Hutchison was forced to turn northeast to avoid a collision. The Hutchison crew then saw the Spractral ship run aground before disappearing. If the Hutchison hadn't been... Forced to change course, she would have ended up exactly where the Bannockburn did, broken apart on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah, the thing, thing about scary stories that they do that, like, and these, these aren't, I shouldn't say scary stories, but these are real life uh, stories, right? So, um, and, and it's really hard to do, to disprove a lot of these uh, due to how many people have seen them or mm-hmm. how many people have If it's a whole them. ship crew? Yeah, exactly. Like, how can you be, oh, no, they were just crazy or something, right? But yeah. I mean, stranger things have happened. I agree. So, as we all know, next week is Halloween. Yeah. On Thursday. We will be recording on Wednesday, a day before. And it looks like we will have a very special guest on. But I will keep it a secret. (laughs) (laughs) Super secret. But it's pretty good. 
Now, I think I have covered all my topics that I wanted to talk to you about today. Whoa. And How's I, it going, actually? I was really off the... Maybe get a copy of the wall either. Yeah, it's posted online. You can go on there. We have time for one more story if you want. Or we, or we <laughs> cut it off. I'm totally in the mood right now. Are you? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of uh, spooky stories on YouTube and whatnot. Yeah, if you want to read one, you can read one. Yeah, it's okay. It's too hard to read. All right. It looks like a little print. So one more story. Oh, boy. Charlie Cox and the acid-throwing school teacher. The what? Acid-throwing. What? Okay. Charles Winneson Cox spent 15 years as a major of Port Arthur, mayor. He was the liberal MLA for the Port Arthur and Fort William ridings and even held a federal cabinet post as a minister without portfolio. His political achievements aren't all that Cox is known for, however. Mm. Late one night in 1937, Cox was visited in his office by a school teacher, Aileen Flanagan. The story goes that Flanagan had a bottle of acid in her purse. And during the course of the discussion, she threw it in Cox's face. The media reports Cox says he managed to raise his hands and protect himself somewhat. However, the acid, which was strong enough to burn holes in his suit, caused scarring on the left side of his face. Mm. As to why the incident occurred, well, there are a couple of possibilities. Some sources including the City of Thunder Bay website, state the attack was the result of an affair gone bad. But another version paints the attack as being a political one. During his term as mayor, Cox and the Board of Education had slashed, slashed teachers' salaries, including that of Flanagan. The acid attack was a form of retribution. In any case, Cox continued his political career Although there are reports indicating the left side of his face was so badly scared, he refused to ever let that part of him photographed again. As for Flanagan, media reports indicated she pleaded guilty. The charge is unclear and received one year suspended sentence. Interesting. So where's the ghost story? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It wasn't a ghost story. I was like, is this a reoccurring someone throws acid in a room and you're like, whoa. Well, we are out of time. But that I thought it was a, would have been a good story. Interesting. Yeah. There was two more. The I will not read them, but the SS Cam Loops and okay. the Paulukis Wayland. So if you want to check that out, that's in the walleye of October 11, page number 10 and 11. Yeah. Okay, guys? And yeah, let us know if you want to do, if you want us to do more spooky stories. Next week, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so spooky. All right. Thank you very much for listening today. Any questions or insight, just hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. And again, next week is Halloween. I think. <laughs> All Hallows Eve. Yeah. So we expect us a day early on Wednesday because we will be out and about on Thursday. Mm -hmm. No time. Gotta do it. Yep. And get that candy for the kids. <laughs> for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. <laughs> do it for the kids. We do it for the kids. All right. And yeah, how do you like the Hall of Fame here? It's awesome. For anybody who can't see it, we at in our studio here we have now. Every single guest that we ever had on the podcast printed on a photo 
uh, full regular yeah. size. Yeah. yeah. So really, really nice. Maybe I post that later on social media. Maybe. 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 This is Us by the Giant, episode 31. It's a wrap. I'm Michael, your host, with... Okay. Oh, I'm a co-host, actually. Sorry. I'm just kind of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to cut this off. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye.